is uh, yes it's recording okay nice 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 uh hello earth and or future galactic diplomats uh i am well on earth i have been going by the name charlotte or charlie for short and i like that better than my old designation anyways so my name is charlotte or charlie and welcome to my podcast. I have a lot to explain, probably. This is my introductory episode, and I feel that I have a lot of context to give, though I'm not quite sure where to start. Uh, well, okay, maybe it'd be best to get the, the most shocking part out of the way first. I've been avoiding talking about this with anybody for my entire time on Earth. I didn't want to cause any sort of stir. It's didn't want people to react weird. But uh, now it seems like it might be necessary to share. So uh, I guess here goes. Um, Earth audience, please try not to panic too much when I say that I am not from Earth. I am an alien from space. Or I mean, we're all technically from space, but I'm from another planet, another galaxy. I stole a ship from my home planet and flew it across the stars uh, to Earth. Not on purpose. I didn't like choose Earth. Uh, Earth just had a breathable atmosphere and it was closest. So I directed the ship to land here. Or maybe land is a strong word. The landing could have been better, to say the least. There's a huge rupture in the fuel tank, which ended up causing a pretty major explosion inside the ship. Thank God, none of the stuff required to keep me alive got damaged. It's incredible that I survived, honestly. An incredible feat of engineering, this ship, that it could just contain all that damage to one place and not actually do any real damage to me, which is cool. Uh, but... Needless to say, my ship is no longer in flying condition. I have no idea how to repair it. I'm not an engineer. And even if I could repair it, I'm not sure how I'd get enough of the right kind of fuel. I don't even know what kind of fuel my ship needs. I don't even know if Earth has any of it. So I'm stranded here. Not that I would want to leave. Even if I could, there's really nowhere else I'd rather be. No way I'm going back to my home planet. Nowhere else in the universe for me, really. So I guess Earth's as good as anywhere. And I've made a pretty cozy place for myself here. I I think I've decorated Misty. Or that's what I've named the ship. Her name's Misty. Uh, I've decorated with lights and flowers and things. I have these pretty string lights that I uh, that I got that I have strung up. I have comfy blankets and privacy up here in the forest. It's pretty nice. Thank God the energy generator didn't break. I'm very fortunate to have air conditioning and heating and plumbing. Don't ask how that works on a self-contained spaceship. I have no idea. Uh, and power, but I don't know why... I still feel a little, uh, uh, maybe it's not worth getting into that yet, maybe. Suffice to say, I'm here on Earth right now, 
and I have recently discovered how to make audio recordings with this laptop I stole some time ago, and I thought it would be a good way to catalog what life on Earth is like. This is being recorded for an audience on Earth, with the intent to be posted to the internet for humans, but if in the future other planets would want a record of first contact or some encyclopedia of what makes Earth unique, this could maybe serve as that. I have a lot to say about Earth, and nobody really to share it with, so I thought maybe starting a podcast could help. Earth is so interesting, and bad sometimes, but mostly interesting. My life on Earth so far has been relatively quiet, but I keep discovering new things about Earth, and I can't help my curiosity about it all. For starters, Earth does not communicate telepathically like my home planet. I know this is the case for the majority of planets, as far as I'm aware. Most people have mouths for speaking, but it has been a dramatic shift for me. I've had to dedicate a lot of time not just to learning the language, but learning how to speak at all. Um, maybe I should explain that. For the people on Earth who are unaware, I am from a planet where we all speak telepathically uh, with antenna, you know. We communicate with our minds, uh, sending thoughts and images and concepts back and forth. We have mouths to eat with, and they can be used to speak, but we almost never use them that way. People whose job it is to visit other planets will learn to speak the common language, but that's a minority on my planet, and a minority that I was not a part of. I never learned how to speak. I never even left the planet. I hardly communicated with anybody to begin with, uh, much less communicate with them verbally. However, since coming to Earth, I've had to speak uh, very frequently. Telepathic communication is extraordinary here. Humans don't like when I do it, which is fair. It's freaky having thoughts in your head that you didn't put there. I totally get it. I don't begrudge anybody. Still a little bit inconvenient for me, though. <laughs> but I've been learning. I'm still not very good though, and I really, really don't like the way my voice sounds. It's the first time I've really heard it is coming here, and I still don't like it. I, it just doesn't feel like me the way that it sounds. That's why I decided to start a podcast, actually. Hopefully this will provide me an opportunity to practice speaking and to become familiar with my own voice. And, like I said, it'll give me an opportunity to talk about all the things on Earth that I think are so interesting. I have maybe become a little obsessed. <laughs> Earth is so fascinating. You have so many things here that we don't have on my planet. I've been trying to absorb as much of it as possible, and I... I don't really have anybody to share the experience with. I feel very alone. Not that that's a new experience or anything. Uh, uh, can I tell you something? 
I mean, it's my podcast. I can say anything. It's not like anybody's listening to this. Um, so back on my planet, I did not have very many friends. I had a couple, but uh, I should explain. On my planet, we have a culture similar to Earth's, not in terms of pop culture or political culture or anything like that, but specifically on Earth, you place a lot of emphasis on gender and sex. Boys and girls and other identities take on visual signifiers and language differences and behavioral subtleties and things like that based purely on one's identity. My planet is similar. At birth, everybody is assigned a role based on some genetic predestinations. Sort of the the things you're good at and certain organs that you're born with. However, unlike Earth, we have four designations rather than the two most basic ones you have here. From what I understand, despite having many identities on Earth, you only assign one of two based on uh, genetics from birth, uh, you know, based on your sex characteristics, which is sort of what we do. Uh, kind of, not really. <laughs> uh, forgive me, I have never talked about this out loud before, so I have never had to verbalize the concepts we use. There will be places where I have to make some things up for it to make sense. However, Earth at least has one thing I can use as a basic foundation for my explanation. Ants and ant colonies. On my planet, everybody lives in a colony and each person is assigned a role within that colony to keep it running smoothly. Two of our designations are similar to ant colonies. Like ant colonies, most people in a colony on my planet are assigned to be uh, workers, for lack of a better word. They fulfill most of the manual labor jobs around the colony. They're they can also take on more specialized jobs uh, for engineers and pilots and the like, but generally they spend most of their life fixing things, building things, farming things, the stuff that you just need a lot of people for. Workers have a very hard life. It's depressing, actually. You just exist to work and you're actively being forced to work at all times of the day. I feel very bad for all the workers in my colony. They don't deserve the treatment they get from, uh, well, from the uh, second designation. Uh, so also like ant colonies, we have queens, though they are very different from queens in ant colonies. Queens exist on my planet to keep the colony running. They are the leaders of the colony. They project their influence outwards telepathically. They force everybody to stay within their jobs and within the colony. It's a form of telepathic control, like mind control. They can be oppressive and scary and dangerous and strange. Queens are strange. And then there are the other two types. Uh, one of those is for those who give birth and raise children. And queens don't do that, unlike ant queens. Instead, it's a different category altogether. 
uh, I'll call these people mothers. That maybe seems the most appropriate. They live in the nursery and they raise the next generation until they can perform their assigned roles. Nurseries tend to be pretty comfortable. I, I mean, it's still a very hard job. Raising kids is very difficult. Giving birth is very difficult. I know Earth has frame of reference for what that's like. But I don't know. It seems nice. I almost envy mothers a little bit. Just having people look at you and treat you nice and... My only two close friends back on my planet were mothers, so I spent a lot of time around the nursery, most of my time, just trying to help out as best as I could when I didn't have any work to do. Speaking of which, I am the fourth type. Uh, I'm going to call us officers, like police officers. Officers have an extremely comfy job, second comfiest only to the queen. Most of the time, you just sort of help out with politics and relax. If the queen wants a group to help her make decisions or help with political diplomacy, that's our job. But we also have another job. So while the queen can force her will on people in the colony, sometimes people are better at fighting it off than others. And that's where we come in. We can amplify the Queen's will with our own telepathic abilities and force people into submission. Or if they can still even fight that off, we uh, use other methods. Uh, I hated being an officer. It's an extremely comfy job, don't get me wrong. Lots of officers like to pretend like the job is really difficult, but it's not. They're just trying to make themselves feel more important. Like they don't just stand around all day and wait for the queen to tell them where to go and who to hit. But I hated it. I hated the things that I was forced to do. I... Oh, it was bad. I. I tried fighting off the Queen's will for so long, it's really desperate to escape, but as an officer, that's almost impossible. Our brains are so open to telepathic influence, and there's just no chance. I never had a chance of escaping, no matter how hard I tried. It was miserable. Just the way people look at you as... You just walk around and you see people's faces and... So, as soon as I got the opportunity to run, I ran. I was investigating this grotto at the edge of town. There had been strange readings there, and the Queen sent me alone to check it out. It's which... It's just usual... usual chore for an officer. But in that little serene grotto, there was this brass device, almost like a stopwatch. It has a lid, but it won't open no matter what I do. And believe me, I have tried a lot of things. And uh, as soon as I touched it, I could no longer feel the queen's influence. 
it was like a huge load had been lifted off of my brain. I was free. And I immediately stole a ship and ran. I flew as far away as possible, as quickly as possible. I didn't look back. I just kept running. I flew for a while, just desperately trying to get away before she could realize what happened. And then I found Earth and <laughs> crash landed. And now I'm here in some forest in Washington state. It's been so much better being here. <laughs> It's been hard sometimes. Adapting to life on Earth has been very difficult, but more than anything, it's just being alone is really difficult. I've made this one friend through the internet. She doesn't know I'm an alien or anything, but at least we talk sometimes. She has other friends IRL, so we don't spend a lot of time talking, and I don't want to bother her by injecting myself into her into her life so I don't reach out much but I appreciate the chances that I do get to talk to her I it still doesn't completely fill that lonely void though but even despite that I I don't know it's nice being here being alone and free like this. Whenever I feel emotions, I know that they belong to me. Whenever I have thoughts, I know that they're mine and I know that nobody's forcing them on me or forcing me to do anything. I can just exist. Just living feels so nice. I feel simultaneously the freest that I have ever felt and so trapped here. But at least Earth has a lot to keep me company with. Earth has a very rich pop culture, uh, which we don't really have on my planet. We have music, recordings of music, but that's really it. But here you have so much. You have movies. Movies are so interesting. People write movies and then film people acting in those movies and telling stories and it's so interesting it's such a fascinating craft or uh, i've heard about video games games that you like play on a computer like like an interactive movie i still haven't checked any of those out yet but i am deeply deeply curious i wonder how similar it is to games on my planet we had simulators and little games just to pass the time but nothing to the degree that I think you have here, and I'm so interested. Or you have podcasts. On my planet, we don't have that at all. We don't speak, so we have no reason to record our own voices. But here, you just record anything. People telling jokes, people telling stories, people just talking, having conversations, just anything. And I love it. I love podcasts. They're my favorite. I've been listening mostly to the basics. My Brother, My Brother and Me, Welcome to Night Vale, The Magnus Archives, uh, you know, things like that. But uh, my favorite one is this one called The Bright Sessions, just the writing and the acting. And it's just so captivating. It's just such a good story. And 
and it helps me feel a little less alone. It's like, it's like having somebody talk to me or having multiple people talk to me, just something to fill the air, to keep me sane. And that's the main goal of my podcast, I suppose. I want to be on the other end of that exchange for somebody else. I want to make somebody else feel less alone. And maybe it could help me feel less alone, too. Maybe that'd be nice, I think. Um, I don't know if you're... I don't know where you're watching this. I think this will be on normal podcast apps and YouTube. And if there is another person who's not me listening to this, I would love to receive comments. Just anything. Just to fill my day. I would really appreciate, really appreciate the company. Thanks. Um, All right, how do I stop recording?